Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, and it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Portridge. I am Red Sea, the pips, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it, throwing it down to Twisted Tuesday. Rick Saratella is going to step up and in. NFL football, let's rock. Uh, can never uh, never talk enough NFL uh, football. We've got a lot of line movement going on with the uh, with the draft around the corner right now. There's a lot of talk uh, with the quarterbacks. I was going to say pretty much everybody's there, but... I don't know. I find a common pattern. I'll, I'll sort of notice that there's, you know, guys that have won before and smart coaches and general managers seem to be at the combine and and others do not. Like I said, like the New York Jets aren't going. Like I'm not saying nobody from the Jets is going, but the coaching staff isn't going. And you don't want to put too much stock in a combine, but the thing is you don't have a lot of time with these guys. Right? Like, if, if you're a coach, wouldn't you rather want to interview a few of the players? Like, honestly, like, wouldn't you rather, especially if you're drafting high in the draft, wouldn't you say, you know what, I want to go get it just a feel. I don't really have the final say or anything like that, and then a draft pick, but I have a say, and, you know, I, just, I want to give my opinion and just say, listen, I didn't like this guy, and tell him why. I met him, I didn't like him, I watched him, I didn't, I'm telling you something, I saw something I don't like, all right? I'm telling you, trust me on this, right? And, you, you know, as opposed to, no, we're cool, we're not going to go. It's like, I don't know, Bill Belichick goes. Since there was binoculars and stuff like that, Bill Belichick goes, he watches everything, right? Like, you don't, you know, the pro days are a sham, so I, I don't. I just don't understand the mentality here of some some teams and how they approach this. You know, the more information, the better. But I don't know. Maybe with some teams, it'd be better off just putting a blindfold on and throwing a freaking dart. Uh, to be honest, when it comes uh, to their picks. So yeah, Rick Saratella is going to step up and in Major League Baseball. So listen, people are kind of in a you know they're, they're oh my god baseball this and baseball that. They only they only postpone the first two series of the season. Uh, right now and the fact of the matter is the major league baseball owners don't like the 162 games right they don't want to like come out and be the ones to say all right listen we're gonna because they can't you know what i mean they got to pay the players so like you know we're, we're basically let's just be real almost every league should be shortened not lengthened 
The NFL, look, the NFL went from 16 to 17. The sky didn't fall fine. Now they're going to want to go to 18 soon coming up, right? But the NBA, it's too long. It is long. It doesn't mean that the games aren't good. It doesn't mean that it's not super cool watching John Morant do his thing and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is, even the players will tell you it's too long, right? And, then you know, not every game matters. The NHL, another season. It's way too long, the NHL. The NHL starts in like the first week of October, and then, and, and then it ends in like mid-June. It's like, it's too long, right? It's too long. The MLS season, eight months. Like, come on, man. Eight months. It's like a pregnancy. <laughs> you know, what lasts longer? The MLS, you have a kid or the MLS season? I'll have a kid. <laughs> Late night anger management class. This is sports rage, and I am aware that pregnancies are uh, nine months. <laughs> but I'm just making a point. The MLS season is too long, man. Major League Baseball, though, I'll tell you what. I'd be the first one to line up, and I am Gabriel Moranzi, Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio. Rick Saratella will join us from Indianapolis in a couple of minutes, the NFL Combine. As far as Major League Baseball is concerned, uh, and, you know, they're clearly not playing 162 games, right? But I'd be the first one to, to totally agree. Like, if you told me, listen, the NBA, all the NBA needs to do, just go to 72. It would be much better. Just go to 72. You don't even need anything drastic. And honestly, like, you know what I mean? Like, if they have to raise ticket prices a little bit, then do it. I don't care. Charge the networks more. Pass it on to them, right? Pass it on to the sponsor, whatever. Just figure it out, right? Like, but that's the whole problem. They all want the shorter season. They all know the shortened season is better, but they got to give these games to the television networks, and they 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 can't suddenly charge like way more money with, for less games, and the players aren't taking less money, right? Remember, like the NBA season was like fifty-two games or whatever. It was awesome, and even the players said, "Oh, it should be like this all the time." Yeah, well, you're going to take half the money, no? So, you know, we're kind of challenged for this, but. For all the sports, like, I would just shave a little bit so it's not non-negligible and you add some stupid playoff crap around, playing tournament stuff that you do, right? It's whatever. You've already made a mockery of everything, everything already anyways. So, but basketball, yes, yeah, shorten the season to, like, 72. NHL, shorten the same thing. Shorten the season, right? NFL, whatever. NFL was perfect at 16. You made it 17 and it's football, whatever. Make it 18 and we'll all love it. We'll all bet on it. Baseball, I do want to sort of stand my ground from a traditional standpoint. I, you know, I still, I'm old school with baseball. I don't like the DH. I don't like any of this crap. You know what I mean? Like this stuff. You know? But I am old school in a sense. But the fact of the matter is the schedule wasn't always 163. Used to be what? 154 games? There you go. Make it 154. You can't bitch about traditions. 154 games used to be. And even that, you know what I mean? Just like shorten things. But oh, they're shortening this year. Don't worry. <laughs> Rick Saratella steps up and in. Live from Indy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Psst. Hey, it's me, your barista. So you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah, it's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious. Continues. This is Portrage. I am Marenzi. The countdown to the combine is on. And let's send it to Indianapolis with a man that's on the beat. He's doing a great job, as always. Follow him on Twitter at Rick Saratella, at NFL Draft Bible. And, of course, the work is so good. It's also available on Sports Illustrated, SI.com as well. Rick Saratella, we're getting biblical live from Indianapolis. Rick, it's always a pleasure. How you doing? Gabe, it's great to be here, man. We're just uh, listening to the to, to the football whisperers here on the late night. Well, I tell you what, yeah, you're literally on the street right now um, at the Yard House in, in Indianapolis. So, What's the word with the GMs, with the scouts, uh, with with everybody there? What's the early vibe of the week in Indianapolis right now? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of the kind of uh, pre-free agent frenzy negotiating is going on, so to speak. And so uh, we're trying to figure out, you know, who, who's going to be in the mix, who's going to get long-term deals, uh, which quarterbacks could be on the move, I know, is also – an interesting topic with Nathaniel uh, Hackett speaking today and saying that he would call the plays and maybe that sways a one Aaron Rodgers to want to go suit up for the Denver Broncos. So I think that uh, in a league that is dominated by quarterbacks, I think the quarterback discussion will be heavy. I think Deshaun Watson will be a hot topic. I do think Aaron Rodgers will be a hot topic. And I do think there's a chance that upon the start of free agency, you will see Aaron Rodgers become the highest paid NFL quarterback in league history. And there's some talk that those numbers could somehow, some way approach $50 million annually. Now, what about, uh, what about the quarterbacks that are coming in uh, to Indianapolis, specifically Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett is the favorite to be the top quarterback uh, taken in the draft, not to be the top pick of the draft. Evan Neal's now the top pick uh, in the draft, according to the odds makers. It's amazing because this kid was like plus uh, 850 uh, last month. Now he's minus 120 to be the top pick. But Kenny Pickett is expected to be the top quarterback. The odds makers, listen, man, FanDuel and Malik Willis right behind him as well. But what's the talk of Kenny Pickett uh, early in the week right now? You know, it's interesting, Gabe, because I always tell players this. When you board the plane, the evaluation process begins. And so 
Anybody who's flown out of EWR, North New Jersey Airport, knows United is a Terminal C uh, destination, so to speak. And so I mistakenly went to Terminal C for my early morning flight yesterday. And I'm not the only dummy, but uh, Kenny Pickett was also one of those individuals who went to the wrong terminal. And the New York Giants scout was also one of those individuals who went to the wrong terminal. So here I am on the shuttle bus from Terminal A to Terminal C, unaffiliated paraphernalia, no logos on my body. And so it's me at the front of the bus. Kenny Pickett and the Giants got at the back of the bus. And they don't know you're in football at all, right? So they you're just don't sitting know, there with your mouth shut listening and, to them talk. <laughs> and, and and I know the Giants scout, but I had my hoodie up. So I was incognito, let's just call it. And basically listen to the Giants break down their whole draft philosophy, what their needs are, what their plans are, and in so many ways telling Kenny Pickett that, hey, love you, Kenny, but we're just not taking a quarterback in the first round. And, oh, by the way, we do have a fractured – quarterback position it's not locked or solid by any means that these are the giant scout quotes and we're breaking a little bit of news here on the little uh, late night sports well, radio point blank so even a scout said basically i ah, ah, we're not in love with danny but we're not taking a quarterback correct <laughs> and, and he read why yeah, would they with josh allen light why would they <laughs> well you know and, and and i and i uh i did some digging i think when you Add up and tally the turnovers. I think it's 54 turnovers and 38 career starts for Kenny Pickett between fumbles and interceptions. Now, he had a one-year span where he had about 18 to 20 fumbles, and it's concerning. And so if you look at those numbers compared to Daniel Jones' numbers coming out of Duke, the turnovers is very similar, and I just have a hard time justifying the Giants transitioning from one turnover machine to another, if you know what I'm saying. Rick Saratella joining us live from Indianapolis. The countdown to the National Football League draft is on. There's a lot to unpack there. That's that's a great story, Rick. Great, great uh, journalism right there. Just put the hoodie up and stay stay quiet and just do, do, do like the that? eavesdrop. I do like, like that? it. Uh, that's that's how you that's how you find stuff. Oh, you did break something. I love that, that the scout tells him, "Yeah, we're not taking a quarterback," but I'm not in love with Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I've managed Gabe somehow, some way to stay relevant. The last yeah, you're doing a great job, NFL draft Bible. And if Danny Jones hears this story right now, don't worry, Danny. You make a lot more money than the scout because you can say, "Well, an, an avid listener to the show by the way yeah i'm sure he is uh, I'm, I'm sure he is hey better be considering how much i defended this kid's ass over the years well, last <laughs> time i well last time i checked sports rage does reach the uh the 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 hoboken new jersey area where daniel jones is yes yes <laughs> we frequent it uh exactly no know it very well no know it very well so there's a lot to unpack there number one I don't want to be a jackass, and I would almost say, like what you said, so everything begins, like, and it's true, it's almost like a trip when you go and, like, begins as soon as you go to the airport, right? I would almost say, be that guy, well, listen, man, you're telling me that you want me to make this guy the face of my franchise, and he can't figure out the freaking terminal when he's going to the biggest job interview of his life? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think about everything, right? I think about everything. I'd be like, all right, so number one, you're telling me he's an idiot, right? Number two, he's from the area, so I don't want to hear... That's another thing. I don't, like, if it was one of these deals, listen, man, he's from Mississippi. He got confused between LaGuardia and JFK and Newark. I love it. He's from Jersey, so he got lost in the airport. He went to the wrong terminal. And I just find it gold that, oh, yeah, and the New York Giants got lost. 
and went to the wrong well, terminal. What is in that their backyard. What is that in their me? backyard, the airport's like 20 minutes from the stadium. God, what does that say about me? God bless. And you. And I'm going to get to you. <laughs> hey, but no, no, I, I, this is where I'm going to defend all of you on this. There's no damn signs in that stupid airport, all right? Like, it is it is easy to get lost, and uh, I understand they have expanded it uh, as well. That's that's a great well, start. On a side note, no, no, no place I'd rather start my morning than the friendly environment of uh, the Newark Airport, by the way. Oh, I tell you what, it's actually, and it's sad to say, it's the best airport of the bunch in the area, actually. It really is. It's the most expensive just, one, I too. Just, well, yeah, I was just having this argument with with some people in the tri-state area, like you fly into Newark, you're going to get to Manhattan, New York City. Oh, way quicker. Guardia or JFK, no doubt. All right, they have that train, man. You can get there in 30 minutes, literally 35 minutes. That, that, that ain't happening in any other uh, circumstance. So what about Kenny Pickett? We're up against it with a break. we got a couple more minutes with Rick on the other side, but what's the what's the talk about Kenny Pickett? Is there the concern about the turnovers and the hand size? Uh, I mean, he's got... You know, this this is something that's real right now, as you talk about. With with the, and the fact is, he did turn the ball over. Yeah, and also he measured in at eight and two eighths inches in spring when the scouts came into Pittsburgh. And, and shout out to Bob Junko, who's been there for about fifty years uh, as the pro liaison. But if he measures in at eight and two eighths hand size, which he measured in in the spring, and I know he's doing these joints exercises to kind of spread it out, but eight and two eighths basically would be in the. 0.04 percentile. I think there's like maybe six quarterbacks in the history of the NFL scouting combine that have measured wow. in with smaller hands. And it's- I can't believe so. This kid really is trying to stretch his hands out. As crazy as that is, it won't make him any it's better a quarterback. Thing. But it's to just say, hey, look, look. Well, in a day and age where you have all these young head coaches and general managers, managers into data and analytics, at the end of the day, Joe Burrow has the smallest hands in the NFL of any starting quarterback. Those are nine inch hands. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty pretty good. Uh, uh, yeah, hand size. Show me someone that can win a damn football game. Rick Saratella kicking it uh, with us uh, live from Indianapolis. Uh, enjoying some what some IPAs down there, and uh, they got a little Sun King Brewery uh, seasonal. Uh, I, I was told Listen, that if, they make- ta- if the combine's leaving Indy, you're 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 gonna at least you're supporting the economy there as much as much as you can. Brother, we got the shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's last night. Our good friend Howard Balzer. We cleared up the sinuses with the horseradish. We got that. Out <laughs> <of the way. laughs> Take the box off early. Hey, yeah, Howard was with us a couple of nights ago. I saw Howard was drilling the Cardinals today. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've got they've got drama. Oh, oh, we talked about that. He, he was enjoying the late night festivities at the JW Marriott last night, and he is no stranger I here. I was a veteran. Yeah. All right, more with Rick Saratella on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. 
New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Psst. Hey, it's me, your barista. So, you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah, it's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious. There's a lot of candidates, Gabe, and uh, UTSA cornerback Tariq Woolen is a guy that you definitely need to know. He he checked in at almost 23 miles. Yeah, they call this hour. guy the Roadrunner for real, right? Because he played for oh the Roadrunners. They're like, yeah, yeah, this guy really is the Roadrunner. <laughs> 22.45 miles per hour. Dear I've God. honestly, I've never seen. I mean, you talk about a thoroughbred. I'm, you know, I'm down here at the winter circles betting the ponies. I, yeah, he's running. He's running faster than these horses. I mean, I've never personally seen a, a, a faster registered time on the Zebra technology. 22.45 at the recent Senior Bowl. That's incredible. Um, I there think seems to be Calvin, a lot of DBs, isn't there, as far as the speed guys this year? Like this kid, Caleb yeah. Barnes out of Baylor is another like 4-2-4-3 type of kid. Yeah. Um, how about my, my guy out of Michigan? My guy out of Michigan is, is a big time closer as well for a safety, super fast, explosive player in in, in Hill. Fact, I think Daxon Hill might run the fastest forty yard dash of any safety since uh, the USC um, Tyler Mays. Remember Tyler Mays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daxon Hill has that kind of speed, and Kalen Barnes. Again, if you're into the data and analytics, Kalen Barnes was the fastest guy at the East West Shrine Bowl. Tariq Woolen was the fastest guy at the senior bowl. Isaac Taylor Stort from USC can't be discredited. He he ran a, a, a sub four three from my understanding recently. And then Calvin Austin the third would be that offensive wide receiver type out of Memphis that apparently he might be the the strongest candidate to test that four point two two mark of John Ross several years back. And it's, you know, one thing you brought up, John Ross, and listen, I think that we can get carried away at times with with guys 40, specifically on the offensive side of the football, right? Oh, you know, does, are you tough? Can you catch the football? Do you run good routes? But I tell you what, I love to see the speed on the defensive side of the football, bro. This is just closing. I mean, this is just next level matrix stuff. As you stated, you've never seen speed like this, Rick. You've been around a long time. All these kids. 
So what now? Now this is the new era of football. The DBs and safeties are four three four four guys. Seriously, yeah, this is where we're I, at right now. This is like this is crazy stuff, bro. Well, I mean, I think we've seen players get bigger, stronger, faster every year. I had I had a general manager tell me about seven or eight years ago. He said, "Rick, we're trending towards an era where the secondary is all interchangeable. He's all five guys. They can play boundary. They can play." And slot. Hill's a great example of that, right? They said, "Oh, he's a little skinny. He's a little this." They're like, "Yeah, whatever, bro. You can fly around and put him anywhere." Listen, Jalen Ramsey, I can line him up at all five spots. Right. And in five and years from now, two free spots on the same damn play, too. He's so good. <laughs> and, and and I remember just like a decade ago, a six foot four four corner was unheard of. Richard Sherman, I think, actually, it was like, wow, that's incredible. And uh, now it's a common thing. But I think you're you're trending towards like that secondary. You know, it almost makes no sense to classify free safety for versus strong safety. I mean, these guys are just interchangeable parts at this point. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, kick it with us. If you go to uh, SI.com, NFL Draft coverage right now, you'll see Rick talking about 10 players that he has his eye on and others have their eye on coming into the combine. And we've talked a lot. There's been a lot of talk about Kenny Pickett. There's been talk uh, about Malik Willis. There's been talk about Matt Corral. There's been talk about Sam Howell even. And it's funny because during the regular season this year, at one point, people were talking about Carson Strong being the top quarterback taken. It's amazing, isn't it, how things can change in this draft cycle, yet not a lot of people are talking about Carson Strong coming into the combine right now. That doesn't mean Carson Strong can't come out on top, actually, still, and make a lot of money. Talk to me about Carson Strong coming into this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about Jay-Z. I'm going to talk to you about Ukraine. I'm going to talk to you about Carson Strong. It was all good just a week ago. <laughs> and, you know... It's funny the difference a week can make. And I think that Carson Strong is going to come out to prevail to be the most impressive thrower of the NFL scouting combine class. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be a number one overall. What I'm saying is that he, we talk about it all the time. Like, hey, who, who who's built for the gym shorts and T-shirt contest? Carson Strong is. He can make all the throws. He might have the, you know, again, if you go back to the analytics and data, he might have the best or most impressive spin velocity of any quarterback in terms of RPMs and how much that football spins off of the, the hand release. But here's a guy, man, I'll tell you, uh, if I had to pick one quarterback in the draft to build around, it would be Carson Strong. Now, the part we don't see is the medicals. I'll be the first to admit it makes me wheezy. There's, there's some, uh, uh, scoliosis there's some uh, broken vertebrae and collarbone issues there and so he might not have the biggest lifespan at the next level but if I had a small window where you said hey you got five years to build around one quarterback Carson Strong is still my guy Rick Saratella joining us uh, talk to me about UCLA looks like UCLA have a couple of hot prospects here and let's talk about uh, Kyle Phillips right now wide receiver I never saw a more impressive performance in the East-West Shrine Bowl than Kyle Phillips. I mean, what a demonstration of footwork, route running, separation in short area space. Uh, he should have definitely been at the Senior Bowl, in my opinion. I think he's the best route runner in Indianapolis. 
I think people are going to maybe discredit him because he's a slot wide out and teams don't typically tend to invest highly in slot wide receiver prospects. But when we're looking back in this year's draft class and we talk about long-term sustainability, I think Kyle Phillips is the guy who's going to have a decade-long career uh, making a living and finding the open scene. But the slot, this guy, all he does is know how to get open. I mean, he is really impressive. And then Greg Dulcich uh, from UCLA, uh, his Bruins counterpart, he's a converted wide receiver. So you'll see him if you go back and watch the senior bowl run. Again, great routes, huge target, long arms, red zone mismatch. Former walk-on, blocking is a, a work in progress, but if you're looking for that modern-day Aaron Waller type, Greg Dulcich is a guy that's going to come out here, turn some heads. Him and Kyle Phillips, I think Kyle Phillips in the positional drills, when you see his route running much like Christian McCaffrey a few years back, you said, wow, that's just a rear bird. All right, talk to me about the running back out of Rutgers. Not a lot of people see Rutgers uh, play, but you got a Big Ten uh, running back that can catch uh, the football. He can block. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, talk to me about Isaiah Pacheco out of uh, Rutgers. Oh, are man. you? We, yeah, are you ready? We, you're not ready for this because I, I said, uh, Coach, you know, Chiano talked to me about Pacheco back in August. He said, listen, this kid is the toughest running back I've ever coached in my career. Now, Coach Chiano's coach guys. Oh, okay. Such- okay, choose nails for breakfast, Chiano. Yeah, He's right, a tough right. guy to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Rice, Brian Leonard, uh, Pete Martinick, uh, Doug Martin. I mean, I said, Coach, I said, are you willing to put him on the pedestal as a Ray Rice? He said, listen, I'm not telling you he's a talent like Ray Rice. He's like, what I'm telling you, his toughness is just through the roof and he can run he can catch he can walk he's not going to wow anybody in any of the testing but what he's going to wow people is when you see this person up close you say they don't make running backs like that i mean this guy is just an impressive specimen i think he's one of the most underrated prospects in the 2022 nfl drafts uh, we were talking about um, safeties earlier and the speed in the defensive backfield uh, talk to me about Isaiah um, Isaac Taylor Stewart out of USC, another safety right now. Where does he fit into the mix as far as the, the safeties are concerned? Because as we know, USC have had a tradition of some pretty good safeties over the years. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it's like point-counterpoint to, to what you said earlier. I'll play devil's advocate. Like, hey, a lot of these guys rise up the draft boards because they run straight line very fast. But at the end of the day, Gabe, can't teach speed. <laughs> you know, it's kids funny. fast too. <laughs> well, I, I, I talk to teams and especially with the NFL PA collegiate ball, what I which I've been fortunate enough to be a part of the scouting department for the past three years and we can we consult with the NFL teams. I'll say, Hey, coach, what do you think? This guy or that guy? Nine times out of ten they want the faster, more athletic prospect because the coaches can work that up. They can mold that player. And Isaiah type Taylor Story is a guy at USC that had so much coaching change, so much turnover. I mean, this guy had a different positional coach every single season. So like the fundamentals and technique were never really taught to him. You get him into an NFL resume with that raw instincts, that athleticism. Again, you can't teach the speed. This kid has good footwork, change of direction. Where he gets lost in the mix is, you know, just the, the, 
knowledge and its film breakdown of knowing like where receivers are going to break and understanding the cheese and cues of it all. But when you talk about speed, this guy, he'll run, you know, you test him deep, he'll run real quickly to the boundary and out of bounds to the sideline. And I like that about Isaac Taylor short. I think he can keep up with the best of them. He might get lost in the mix a little bit in terms of just getting duped on, on, some play action and RPO type of stuff, but I think that's all coachable. And he could be a guy who outperforms some of the players to like that Adam. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible. Stay out of trouble, uh, Rick. We'll see you in Las Vegas at the draft. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Psst. Hey, it's me, your barista. So, you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah. It's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious. I can't believe we're on the Canadian Olympic basketball team. Yep, it's just that easy. Wow, that was close. You can be the center. Like that anger match request. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Great stuff with Rick Saratella in Indianapolis. NFL Combine uh, will be all over uh, the NFL draft rapidly approaching. Combine coverage begins on Thursday. And uh, I haven't seen lines yet, actually. FanDuel hasn't posted anything. Normally, we have, like, who will run the fastest 40 and all kinds of crazy stuff uh, for, for the combine. NFL draft props are up, and it's crazy. We missed out on this. And I liked Evan Neal. I thought Evan Neal was worth a look and, uh, and, and, and a play to be the first pick in the draft, and he was plus 750 at the time. I didn't get it in. He's minus 110 right now. And that's crazy because I'm telling you what, the Jacksonville Jags, they, they don't know who they're taking first overall. Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson's the second pick to be uh, first overall at plus 300. Uh, remember we told you about uh, Iquanu. He was like plus 700. Now, everything I'm saying is actually coming to pass here. We're missing out on the value here. It's one of these deals where, I don't know, like it's still too early to, to move on any of this stuff. The combine has it. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen this much line movement. Uh, before for for an NFL draft before the combine, normally the combine is when people get stupid. 
interesting talking about Carson Strong. And it's amazing what a difference like time can make. Like in a, in, in, in a draft world in which a guy can go from the guy to not the guy and then end up being the guy. And they don't know, right? They, they literally are throwing darts. Like there's not, not you know, I don't care what scout you are. I trust a couple of guys. Gil Brandt. I right? listen to Gil Brandt. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, who can tell you with a definitive? Oh, yeah, Kenny Pickett's great, but Malik Willis isn't. Sam Howell is. Matt Corral. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Carson Strong. Listen, Carson Strong was supposed to be the top pick in the draft before. And the only thing with Carson Strong is he's got some medical issues. And that freaks people out. Right? He's got, like, various, like, you know, uh, you had surgery here. You talked about, like, you know, scoliosis, this, that. You know, the little things here and there. Little sicknesses and illnesses. And let's be real. NFL, look, NFL general manager, they all love Pickett, but now they're freaking out about his hand size. Right? And these guys screw up all the time, too. That's the whole thing with the NFL draft process. Like all the NFL experts, so-called experts, and NFL GMs, and and the scouts, and everybody, they're so critical of every kid. Fans, so critical of every kid and stuff when they know Jack, and they've been wrong a million times before, right? It'll be, I remember last year at this time, oh, Michael Parsons has a lot of baggage, got to watch out, Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons. Yeah, what? They, people saying that didn't even know what the hell he ever did. They just saw oh, they buy into the narrative, right? Like you know, the the, the draft is a tricky. Uh, it's a whacked out. Uh, it's, it's whacked out. It's whacked out if you're a player. Um, the media have agendas. The agents have agendas. Teams will start to rip players and stuff. You'll see, like oh, you know what I mean. You'll hear oh, this oh, this guy oh yeah oh, this guy he's got a lot of medical issues and stuff. And man, uh, there's a story. Um, J.J. Watt told a story about Rex Ryan. It was a pretty good one, too. <laughs> that Rex Ryan told him, Rex Ryan was uh, you know, at the combine, and he told J.J. Watt, he said, listen, he said, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to draft you. I'm drafting like later in the draft, so you're going to be gone before you get to me. But he goes, I'll tell you what, if you fail a drug test, I will take you anyways. <laughs> Basically telling him, you know, and that that stuff is real, right? That stuff is real. Like teams are evil with that stuff, right? Like they because the, the the media has an influence on everybody, and you saw look at um, Michael Parsons is a great example. I saw a redo from Pro Football Focus and of the draft as far as like grades are concerned, and Michael Parsons should have been the number one pick in the draft last year. And why wasn't he? Like, so the, the New York Giants were concerned. You guys are concerned, really? You're terrible, and you're concerned? Lawrence Taylor is your greatest player ever, and you're concerned about this kid? Because, what, he got into a brawl in a cafeteria in high school once? Uh, you're really concerned? No, you're just morons. Right? You're concerned, but you traded up to get Daniel Jones. You weren't concerned about that. Why? Because he had a nice haircut? <laughs> like... Like, you know what I mean? So you hear these teams, oh, these teams are well, they're concerned about this. They're concerned about that. You guys hired Joe Judge as your coach. Uh, yeah, and, and, oh, yeah, you hired Fritz Shermer before that. Or is it Pat Shermer? And I don't even know. I can't keep up. Right? And McAdoo and, and everybody else in between. Right? And it's like, oh, yeah, we're concerned. You guys should be concerned about yourselves, all right? You be concerned we're not cutting yourself shaving. You don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> so 
these, you know, I always just love the NFL. Like, there's so many bad NFL teams and stuff, and they just repeat their same mistakes all the time, but they're concerned about a player. So we did tell you, though, to get in on this, when Kenny Pickett was plus 175 and Malik Willis was plus 190 to be the top two quarterback, one of the first quarterback taken. You take both of them, and one of them is going to be the top quarterback taken. All right, Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis are going to be the top quarterback taken. It should be Kenny Pickett and then Malik Willis, and then things will get weird and stuff, right? Then it's going to get just to whatever team and GM happens to like the dude. But uh, we'll get into more of the draft as the props get more expanded and stuff. You know, the, the number one pick in the draft, though, it's like they've got a slam dunk now. Evan Neal, the offensive lineman, to go to Jacksonville. I do think they probably go offensive line, but they're the Jaguars. Who knows what the hell they're going to do? And maybe they'll trade the pick. Yeah, that's another thing. One thing I do know, Aiden Hutchinson's going to the Detroit Lions second overall. That's a bet that the second I see, I will lock in. Hutchinson's not going to go first overall. He's going to go second to Detroit. And I want to check in. I want to bring up because everybody's talking about John Morant right now. Any MVP. And I don't think he's going to win the MVP. All right? Like, um, you know, listen, he's 13-1 to 1 right now. He could. He could. But what I want to say about the MVP is I should say that just because he's had a couple of, you know, massive nights and stuff doesn't mean he's going to win the MVP. And we saw this with, like, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan gets, like, a lot of talk, you know, MVP when he was going on a little run recently. Listen, man, the Chicago Bulls are 1-11 against teams that are above 600 uh, winning percentage this year. You're not giving somebody MVP. And plus, the Bulls have a ton of good players and stuff. I love DeMar DeRozan. All right? DeMar DeRozan's a great player. He's a great guy. He's not the most valuable player in the NBA. Let's, let's get real. Joel Embiid, <laughs> you know, Joel Embiid's amazing. And I, I look at the number here. Uh, one thing I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, MVP odds in the NBA are whacked. And they're like NBA futures. Like the NBA like uh, title odds are whacked. Like you know, like the, the, the media has a massive influence on this. And it just seems to be more of a popularity contest more than anything. So right now, John Morant is that hot guy right now. But at 13 to 1, I don't think that's crazy. I don't, I don't think it's crazy at all to get a piece of that. If you look, Joel Embiid is is awesome. He's injury prone. He could get injured. You got James Harden going to cut into his stats a little bit now. Nikolai Jokic, they just gave it to him. Uh, Giannis is like whatever, like he's already won enough things and stuff like that. So the media will be hesitant with Giannis. It's not like the Bucs are having a great year. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, like I said, DeMar DeRozan is really good, but DeMar DeRozan is going to cool off a little bit. He ain't going to drop 38 a night all year, trust me. And uh, he's going to cool off. Plus, the Bulls have a lot of other good players on the team. Plus, the Bulls can't beat good teams. So, you, you know what I mean? Like, how, whatever. Like, you're 1-11 against teams with, a, with good teams. Then you get to John Morant. At 13-1? to one, you know, At this point, like I said, he's almost, like, too good not to get a piece of it. I just don't like falling for, like, the, the flavor of the week, so to speak. Right? But... You know, when I talk about this, I'm actually surprised that the number is uh, what it is. Allen Iverson was today talking about how Moran should be the MVP. 
and at least in the conversation. And at 13 to 1, I think, you know what I mean? Like the, the odds are worth a look and, and worth a play on. You don't have to bet that much to, to win some money on this at 13 to 1. And one thing, too, I'm looking at the NBA overnight card here right now. And I think the biggest compliment you can say about a player really is, oh, damn, they're not playing tomorrow. And that's the deal with Ja Morant right now. Like, you look at, like, DeMar DeRozan, and DeMar DeRozan, like, puts up those points and stuff, but it's not, like, the the electricity that Morant is bringing to the to the court every night. Like, he's, he's turning into one of these, oh, man, what's he going to do next? Like, what, like... On every play, when he gets the ball and he's taking it up to the up to court, you're getting that feeling like it's that you don't know what he's gonna do. It's like, wow, is he gonna posterize someone? Is he gonna be a vicious dunk? Is he gonna hit a three? Is he gonna be a great pass? Is he gonna like crash the glass like Iverson? Like can get smashed and and, and one? Like you don't know, and I think like opponents don't know what he's gonna do, and everything he's doing is just falling right now and working for him. I, I think you can say bar none. There's great players in the NBA. Curry's fun with the threes and stuff, but Curry's hitting threes. I think you know, Moran is the funnest guy to watch play right now in the NBA. And I think that's probably the biggest compliment you can say. Is he the most valuable player? I don't know if you want to get into the real semantics of it and stuff. They were like 10-2 and two without him, <laughs> right? So it's so one of those deals. Is he the most exciting player in the league? Right now, yes. If you really want to get who's the most valuable player in the NBA, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who the most valuable player in the NBA is. It's Giannis. Giannis. If you want to go by definition of the most valuable player, like is it the best? Is it the biggest stat player? Is it the most valuable player? Is it you know what I mean? <clears throat> Let's be real. If Giannis was not on. If 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 the Greek freak was not on the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks would be the Indiana Pacers. All right, they would be an absolutely nothing franchise. Right, like you can't say the same thing about these other teams. Like you know, like if you really want to get into it, like all right, who's the most valuable player to their franchise? If Giannis was not on the Bucks. It would have a much larger impact than if DeMar DeRozan wasn't on the Bulls right now. Right? It would have a bigger impact if, if Morant wasn't on, on Memphis. Listen, I love John Morant. The guy's awesome. But, dude, Memphis were good before he got there. Right? The Memphis Grizzlies, you give them credit. Right? Like, they, these guys, they, they don't spend money. They don't, like, have free agents and stuff like that. But... They've always been scrappy. They've always been competitive. They've always just had, like, they, you know, they draft really well, man. Right? Like, so, Morant's amazing and stuff like that. But, you know, they, they've been good without him. And they brought in good players. Steph Curry, whatever, the Warriors, no. He's not the most valuable player. Like I said, if you really want to get into it, Giannis is the most valuable player. Doesn't mean he's going to win. Jamarat, 13 to 1. Put it in your portfolio. Come on, man. The way this kid's playing, you know, it's going to be, they'll be worse odds soon. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hey, it's me, your barista. So you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah. It's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious. All right, thanks to all of our guests this evening. LeGarrette Blunt, great stuff uh, with LeGarrette. Um, it was kind of, you know what? It was one of those nights tonight where you figure, right, it's going to be a smooth, smooth ride. And uh, yeah, it's it's never a smooth ride. So you can never let your guard down in life, right? <laughs> like you let, you let your guard down. It's like oh no, what? Oh, 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 this is oh, this not working. And we came out hot here, and then I found out. All right, not, now your mic's on. I'm like, what do you mean now my mic's on? I've been talking for like five minutes, <laughs> right? Like, but you know, anytime you know, I, anytime you really start to rage about any of this stuff, I always think of Noah Syndergaard. Which probably is not the best example to use, actually. Uh, I'm using a dude called Four that is a hothead as an example of calmness. But I've told a story before, man. Uh, we, uh, we were doing the show at FanDuel in Jersey, and then Noah Syndergaard was pitching. And uh, it was like the first, first pitch of the game, man. It was like a routine ground ball to shortstop, man. Buddy booted it. And Syndergaard sort of like, Gave him like a real dirty look, like right away. It was like, like you shouldn't do that as a pitcher right away. Like Syndergaard, like really looked over, like, come on, man. Like you know what I mean? Next, you can't make this up. Like next pitch, like he, and it is the Mets we're talking about. It was like a pop fly, buddy. Same thing, man. Buddy booted it. Like next thing you knew, it was like first and third and stuff. And Syndergaard was like, Syndergaard was like steaming. And then you knew it was coming. Boom. Three-run home run. And Syndergaard just melted down on the hill after and stuff. And said after, I need to do a better job of staying calm. Right? Uh, and I always think of Syndergaard. Way to go, Thor. All right, thanks to our guests. Thanks to our crew. Other than that, you're on your own. Later.
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's me, your barista. So you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah, it's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious. 